So over the years of leading events for men and in working with men privately, something that quite often comes up when I start talking about the Bible are just questions about the Bible. Not really digging into theology necessarily, but questions about the Bible itself. There are just so many questions. Who wrote the Bible? When was it written? Um, what's the Old Testament? What's the New Testament? What are all the individual parts of the Bible, the books of the Bible? What are they about? How is it structured? Just so much that's there about the Bible. So many questions people have. Now, because of these questions and for a few other reasons, I've written a new book called The Tactical Guide to the Bible, available at Amazon right now. And in today's episode, I'm going to answer some of those big questions about the Bible. This is the Significant Man Recharge Show. I'm your host, Warren Peterson. We're Christian men who talk about the important topics that matter in life. We're men who live in this world, but who are not of this world. You know your life can be busy, noisy, and chaotic. This is the show for you to get renewed, restored, and to recharge. So let's get started. Okay, so the number of questions about the Bible, they, they seem nearly endless. I've had tons of questions myself over the years. I'm, you probably have had questions your, yourself over the years. And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to take some of the big questions, some of the really common high-level questions. I'm going to read from my new book, and I'm going to give you the answers to those questions. So we'll start with the high-level question number one, what is the Bible? Now, some people will state that it's just a collection of ancient writings. Others may say that it's a long book that people read in church. Others will not have any answer outside of knowing it's a popular book. It's true that the Bible is a collection of history, poetry, stories, philosophy, personal letters, letters to churches, wisdom literature, and more. But it's so much more than a collection of ancient writings. What's important to realize is that the Bible is God's Word. The Bible is God revealing who He is to humanity. The Bible is God describing His character and His love for His creation. Additionally, the Bible, it's His instruction manual for humanity. His explanation of ideas of right and wrong, His plan of salvation for all people. The Bible helps readers to know who God is to understand him better, to follow him and love him. And from that, we'll move forward a couple pages to, to the answer to the questions about how the Bible's put together, the structure of the Bible. Now, while people refer to the Bible as a book, it may be helpful to know and not think of the Bible as a single book. One of the more helpful and common illustrations is to think of the Bible as a library instead of a book. A library consists of many different types of books of different styles, different genres, from different authors written for different audiences at different times. The Bible contains personal letters, histories, prophecies, poetry, songs, biographies, eyewitness testimony, letters to churches, collection of wisdom sayings, and more. Individually, each of these is called a book. For example, the personal letter to a man named Titus is called the Book of Titus, and the letter to the church in Ephesus is called the Book of Ephesians. Within the Bible, there are several main genres. The Old Testament includes books of law, history, 
poetry and wisdom and prophecy. And the prophecy books are split into major and minor prophets. The New Testament includes books of the gospel, which is eyewitness and, and testimony of the life of Jesus. One history book, letters to churches, letters to individuals, general teaching, and one book of prophecy. In the Old Testament, the first five books of the Bible are law and history, and they have a separate name. They're referred to as the Torah in Judaism. Moses wrote these five books, which are the foundational Old Testament texts for Judaism and Christianity. The reason that the Christian Bible separates the prophets into major and minor is not related to importance or significance. Instead, it's an issue of size of what is written. Each of the major prophets' writings occupied a single scroll, and all the minor prophets, they all fit together on one single scroll. Now, in the Hebrew Bible, used in the Jewish religion, the books of prophecy are organized differently. They're referred to as the former prophets and the latter prophets. The former prophets are Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings, and the latter prophets are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and the Twelve, being the smaller, what Christianity refers to as minor prophets. In the New Testament, there's a series of epistles. An epistle comes from the Greek word that means letter or message. There are three types of epistles or letters in the New Testament, and they make up the majority of the New Testament. One type of letter is written to the members of a church. The second letter is written to an individual, and the third is a general letter for all people. The majority of the epistles were written by Paul. In addition to the Bible being made up of individual books, the books themselves are broken down into chapters and verses. These designations were not part of the original writings. Chapters and verse numbers were added in the early AD 1200s era. They do not alter any of the content, that they make referring to a specific part of the Bible much simpler. It's much easier to say Romans 12.2 to someone, and they can go to that exact verse themselves. Another addition to the Bible are the headings and the subheadings that, that you can find within chapters. Translators and com committees have added these over the years to provide additional context for a particular passage. Within the books of the Bible, there are thousands upon thousands of cross-references to other verses in the Bible. Some Bibles, and not all, will include notes about these references. For example, in the book of Matthew, there's a verse that reads, They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. It's Matthew 15, 9. In the NIV, there's a small letter C that comes at the end of the verse. So that small superscript letter, it means that on the page, usually at the bottom somewhere, there's a small letter C with a corresponding reference. In this example, the reference is saying this refers back to the book of Isaiah. One other addition found in the bottom pages of many, and again, not all, Bibles are various notes and comments and explanations. For example, there might be a comment about how a word or a phrase has been translated. Or there may be a comment explaining a word's meaning. Further, if the Bible you're reading is called a study Bible, it'll often contain maps and graphics and other resources. Many study Bibles will include explanations of cultural issues from the time of the text, some discussion of archaeology, other historical information, details about the various kings and rulers, and so on. A study Bible is a valuable resource 
for reading and understanding the Bible. And one of the other big questions is who wrote the Bible? So we'll move ahead in the book to the next section on that. Now, the shortest answer to who the author of the Bible was is simply God. Within the pages of the Bible, there's a line, 2 Timothy 3.16, that says, All Scripture is God-breathed. This means that all Scripture is from the divine inspiration of God. In the Bible, only one part is stated as to have been written directly by God himself, and that one part is the Ten Commandments. For the rest of the Bible, God inspired the different authors to reveal his message to mankind. There were times when the authors of the Bible recorded God's direct words. This is something that happens often in books of prophecy in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the direct words of Jesus were recorded by multiple authors. One of the most unique aspects of the, of the Bible is that it was not written by one person. Through the inspiration of God, there were over 40 authors from three different continents, Africa, Asia, and Europe, whose work became part of the Bible. These were men from a whole host of backgrounds and experiences. As an example of the author's diverse backgrounds, Moses was a shepherd, Isaiah was a prophet, Ezra was a priest, John was a fisherman, Luke was a physician, and Paul was a tent maker. God did not reserve his inspiration for only the most well-educated or highest level of scholars. Within the pages of the Bible, some books have clearly defined authorship, while others have assumed authorship, with very few being unknown authorship. In the books with assumed authorship, the assumption has been made by theologians and scholars over the centuries based on tradition and details found within the writing. The Old Testament was written by Moses and the various prophets. The New Testament was written by Paul, the apostles, and those in their immediate circles. And then one more really common question, just as we get started with this book, is, well, when was the Bible written? So we'll flip forward to that. Because the Bible is comprised of multiple books, and because these books were written at different times throughout history, there is no one single answer to when the Bible was written. The oldest books in the Old Testament were written by Moses in the 1400s BC. And the Old Testament was completed with the book of Malachi, written by Malachi himself, in the 400s BC. So the Old Testament spans about 1,000 years of written history. However, the actual story of the Old Testament goes back much further. It goes back to creation of life itself. Now, the oldest book in the New Testament, it's the book of James, written around A.D. 45. And the New Testament was completed with the book of Revelation, written by John around A.D. 95. So the New Testament spans less than 100 years of written history. However, the actual story of the New Testament continues into the future with the second coming of Jesus. This means that the answer as to when the Bible was written is a period of approximately 1,500 years from 1400 BC to AD 100. Now, two common date-related questions that come up here are, what exactly do BC and AD stand for? And why is one acronym before the number and the other one after the number? Well, the acronym BC, it stands for before Christ, and the acronym AD stands for 
Anno Domini, which is Latin for in the year of our Lord. And the transition between the two marks the approximate time when Jesus was born. Scholars now agree that he was likely born between 6 and 4 BC. Now, reading the acronyms out loud explains why BC is after the number and AD is before the number. One would say this event happened in the year 435 before Christ. Or one would say this event happened in the year of our Lord 70. Now, it's worth noting that there was no year zero. BC counts backward from the exact moment that AD starts counting forward. Before this system of counting years was created, dates were written down in relationship to rulers or other events at that time. For example, to note the date within a document, the author might write, in the time of Herod, king of Judea. There wouldn't be a number the way there is today. What we use today in our dating system using BC and AD, it did not become common practice until the 9th century when Roman Emperor Charlemagne began using it to date acts of government. However, Charlemagne did not create the system. It has its roots back to a monk named Dionysius Exegus, who introduced the system in AD 525. By approximately the 15th century, most of Western Europe had begun using this same dating system. Scientific and non-religious organizations use the same numbers for years, but they have adopted the use of BCE, before Common Era, and CE, Common Era, in order to not recognize the religious nature of the calendar. However, whether the use of BC and AD, or the use of BCE and CE, the arrival of Jesus is what divides the calendar. His arrival changed the world for everyone. There are so many questions about the Bible. And in this episode here, I just touched the surface on a few of them. In my new book, Tactical Guide to the Bible, you'll find this information and so much more. You'll find key verses and key concepts for each book of the Bible. You'll learn who the author was, the timelines and dates for the book, who the author was writing to. That's really, really important. You'll, you'll read chapter breakdowns. Uh, a one-paragraph summary of each book, and then a more complete, fuller summary of every book, and lots more. It's a pretty big book. It's about 400 pages, just under 400 pages, and it's written in everyday language for everyone to read. You don't need any special Bible knowledge to begin with, and it's my hope that this new book will lead you to spend more time in your actual Bible. No guide will ever be a substitute for reading the actual Bible. So go get the Tactical Guide to the Bible today. Open it up next to your Bible. There's a lifetime of learning and wisdom inside your Bible. So go get reading. Now, please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to your podcast or if you watch on YouTube. Your subscriptions, your likes, your shares, your ratings, your reviews, all that stuff, it really helps other people find the show. So thank you for that. All right. Enjoy the next show.